0: I can help you find it. It's the Really Charlie Podcast. Making memories last.
1: Your time, my time, we all shine. On the Really Charlie Podcast. It's the really Charlie Podcast, yeah. It's the really Charlie Podcast, yo, yo. It's the really Charlie Podcast, bumping through your broadcast, grab a chair, fill your glass, yeah. It's the really Charlie Podcast, yo. It's the really Charlie Podcast, yeah, yeah. It's the really Charlie Podcast, bumping through your broadcast, grab a chair, fill your glass.
0: Hey, 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 welcome to the Really Charlie podcast. I'm your host, Charlie Perry, and my co-host, Marvin Speller, Coach M100. My go-to guy when I got just life questions, you know, or or just want to communicate, you know, this is the dude I go to, and um, I'm glad I get to see him. Well, I can talk to him anytime, but I'm glad that we get <laughs> on this podcast, <laughs> every two weeks I'm just glad we get on here and and just chop it up you know and uh it's a a really good good thing and um I'm just glad we're here because uh this is something that's needed and the needed thing is mental health we're trying to make mental health a priority yours mine and everybody else's so the uh you know I don't know. What do you think about that, Coach? You know. Yeah, I'm. I'm always excited
2: to be here, and um, I'm. You know what I'm most excited about is the unknown, where this mm-hmm. can go. You know, sometimes the best laid out plans are the are the ones that go down an uncharted path, and I I think we're on this. I I think it's creating its own natural buzz. Um, and, and uh, matter of fact, I had a couple people reach out to me uh, recently. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm excited about where it can go. And I think, um, our intentions are pretty clear. It's really about helping people, um, become more aware of mental health. And you think about the words, mental health, Mm -hmm. your mental, your health, your health. We really want everybody to have a great mental health and, um, just, just to be their best. And and this is why we're getting on here, talking to people, um, every week we're going to have, um, information that we can share and tips and tricks and an opportunity for people to learn something to come on and, and we can all build this together. Um, Charlie and I, we don't have all the answers and, but, but we do have the intention
0: and will to help people feel better and be better. True. So true. I got it. second that my brother, second that the, uh, um, you know, when I, when, you know our we have these uh we we have these goals set for the podcast and um one of the goals is to get the testimony here on the podcast and where we can get people to 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 help themselves and help others you know and to inspire others to just speak up on uh, on what's bothering them or what's what what the unknown is and what they're going through and um so the um, that's one thing I wanted to do, and we have a a, a factual real life um, testimony that I have um, that okay. I had found on YouTube and um, what I wanna do is start off the podcast with that. and okay. um, it's a very short, short video, but it, it kind of hits it hits the heart and um I just want everybody to to just pay attention to this this uh, this testimony, okay? okay? Good evening, Joey, Michael. I see you on the comment section. Hey, Joey. All hey, right. Michael. All right, so, all right, let's do this here. Um...
3: I'm an adopted child. I have six other siblings. Our mother was in prison. I've had a lot of things happen throughout my childhood and life. At that point, I had already
4: met somebody and he was a good Christian man. Uh, We decided to go ahead and get married. Sakari was part of the adoption since he and I were getting married in the process of me having her.
3: I started... Feeling the anger from my adoptive father.
4: Little did I know that making the decision of including another person in our lives was going to send us into a whirlwind roller coaster that ended up being a very abusive relationship.
3: There was always screaming and yelling and fighting all the time, and he was very abusive towards my siblings.
4: I just could not have that. We separated and um, divorced, and so he got 50-50 custody. We were alternating her every day, and she just started having anxiety.
3: He didn't hurt me until I was around three. He didn't like that I preferred my adoptive mom more than him. So one day during a visitation, because they were already split up, I told him, I don't want to be with you, I want to be home. And so he decided to take me to the house and beat me, which felt like hours. I was scared of him and so that was I think one of the first traumas in my life. We end up going to
4: court as Kari's having to say her story and she's feeling the pressure and that was pretty much the beginning of all the pain that
3: she started to have. My mom thought it was the best thing to send me here to California while she stayed in Florida.
4: I wouldn't have to worry about him finding her at daycare while I'm at work and things
3: like that. I felt like she didn't want me. I didn't want to be around anybody. I remember crying myself to sleep and hearing her on the phone saying that she's going to see me and just not believing her, never thinking she was going to come back. Keeping her safe was the best thing at
4: that time. But hindsight, looking back from what her story is, it wasn't the best thing. She would have rather have been with me.
3: I started not trusting people when she did come back. Um, she came with my brother and his wife and the baby. I was at school, and I had saw that my friend had gotten hit by her father. It triggered me. And I called my mom, and I said, I need to go home now. And so she sent my aunt to pick me up. I just remember it escalating from there. My aunt didn't understand why I was leaving. She was like, you should be in class learning, da-da-da-da. It was just a lot of arguing and fighting until the point where I just slept. I just remember sleeping the weeks away, just sleeping the weeks away until I finally asked my mom, I said, I need help or I am not. I don't see myself living much longer. I told her that um, we're gonna get help.
4: You're not going to die. You've got this, remember, you're my miracle. And she says, I'm not a miracle, I'm nothing. You see the miracle, it was your dream, it's not my dream, I don't see it, I'm nothing. And then she just started crying, I wanna die, I just wanna
3: die. I was tired of feeling that way. Selfishly, I didn't wanna be there anymore. You know, I'm like having
4: to look all across the states for something. My daughter, she's struggling and she needs somebody that can help her crisis. And I said, she's gonna die. And so the lady said, well, haven't you heard of the, the BHI programs for youth? And I was like, what, what? And, and then she said, let me transfer you next thing I know, I have an appointment and we go in
3: and I felt help. At first, I was afraid. It was really scary. I didn't want to open up. I didn't want to friend people. I hated people.
1: We always say sometimes it gets worse before it gets better. And in Zakari's case, that was that happened along the way. But she didn't give up. She had perseverance and determination.
3: I was diagnosed with anxiety, depression, and PTSD. Things that they taught us was like cognitive. So mindfulness, mindfulness was a big part of that. There were classes for me too with other parents that were feeling
4: what I was feeling. And I started to realize that, number one, I needed to let go of control. I was controlling Zakari so much that she couldn't live her story and the BHI helped me realize that that's okay let her have her moment everybody has moments life is hard and this bubble that i was trying to create was actually hurting us instead of helping us
1: they feel lost they feel hopeless they feel like there's not an answer and there is nothing that they can do with the struggles that they're having and so a lot of times some people unfortunately end their lives because they don't know that there's hope and there's help out there
3: I don't even think I'd be here. I tried every therapist. I tried going everywhere to talk and nobody could help me the way Behavioral Health Institute helped me.
1: She went from someone who was guarded and withdrawn to someone who was open and really a leader among her peers and a leader in the group.
3: It was great not to feel alone anymore. To be around people that understood that (laughs) finally could listen and not run away.
1: There's a big, huge stigma when it comes to mental health. No one wants to admit and say, hey, I'm having an issue or I'm having a difficulty. And they don't know that there's. this is a judge-free zone.
3: Seeing your peers get better with you, it was really nice to see. It became a family to me. The people, the... You
1: can see the relationship with mom increasing and the communication was working better. And mom was in her parent group talking about, hey, my daughter is having success. And I see her engaging in the family more. I see her in school doing better with school.
3: The Behavioral Health Institute helped a lot saving my life. It helped me see my purpose and realize that I want to help others like me. Without the
4: BHI, I truly know that Sakari would not be with us today. They are the miracle. They are God's seed, the seeds, seeds of hope. Life
3: now, um, it's very good right now. I'm going to be going to homecoming. I'm, my grades are very good right now. I have straight A's and B's. Today,
4: zakari is life. She laughs, she plays, and that is a whole different child than what I had a year ago.
3: I can see myself being a great adult in the future and being able to handle things differently because I had that extra help that a lot of adolescents don't have.
0: Wow. Uh, yeah. It's um, deep stuff, you know? Yeah. And, uh, the, uh, the, um, the one thing that, uh, it's not too far from you, my man. It's not too far from you that institute that, um, the, uh, Um, Ron, Ron Henderson, I see you, man. It's a up and coming guest on the Really Charlie podcast in the comment section. Um, the, uh, the, the craziest thing is that I heard those stories throughout my life, you know, sitting with, with a young, young teenager, you know, and, uh, Zachary is, I can relate to what she was going through. And it's so common what she's going through that, you know, um, getting a family, you know, or or second family, you know, someone taking care of her. That's so common in society where, uh, you know, they need a parent and parents need children and they end up coming together. And then there's the unknown of what comes, what being that parent, what being that child not baggage, but what is that backstory between you know um, the backstory of the parent, the backstory of the child? and they kind of you know it all comes together and but it comes together where it, it collides and um, so now they're dealing with a whole lot of turmoil uh, or a lack of understanding or just the lack of not knowing what, what everyone's going through. Um because the child may not be comfortable to tell their new new mom, their new dad, their new caretaker what they've been through. Um and 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 also in reverse, you know, the parent might be going through something also. Yeah. The um so this was this was something that I, I really wanted to bring forward, um only because I it it reminded me of my job. It mm. reminded me um, way back when, and uh talking to people that were going through this, you know, and uh and periodically, I get stories you know sent to me, whether it's text message or mess messenger and people going through some things yeah uh so but uh you know uh so what do you think, coach? what do you think, man? Wow. Uh. Thank you for sharing
2: that. You know, the first thing that comes to mind is, um, you know, children are our future. Um, you know, I'm not going to throw out all the stats of, um, you know, the past two 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 and a half years almost with the pandemic, right? Mm-hmm. And, man, children are, are suffering big time. You know, and you think about it. When you have children and, and they're looking at adults or some somebody to lean on, right? You know, like lean on me, right?
0: hmm
2: And adults are going through all their stuff. And where the children go? And, you know, when I think about what these children are going through, the numbers are staggering. You're talking about over 30-some percent increase of um, PTSD at least, right? And, and let's put that on layman terms, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, PTSD, right? Uh, post-traumatic stress syndrome, right? For, for these children. It, it's huge. You know, staying home. Then when they go out, they got to wear mask and uh, all sorts of stuff. You know? And, and you think about it. Kids are, they operate best by, from an auditory standpoint, right? Mm-hmm. When they get to talk. And it's hard for them to do that when they're masked up. And mm-hmm. I'm not coming on here talking about mass pro and con. I'm talking about the reality is that these things have caused more mental illness amongst children. These things have caused more PTSD amongst children. You cannot confine children. I was reading this article today where this child was um, she's three years old in a school in Florida. Mm-hmm. Something happened, The teacher was wrong with the assessment. and This child was arrested at school. They put handcuffs on a three-year-old, right? And you're saying to yourself, my goodness. And this child is six, I think seven now. And this child suffers from PTSD, um, mm-hmm. suffers from anxiety from not being around people. So um, you think about these things that happen and the children are always the most vulnerable part of our society right we're not really doing a good enough job mm-hmm. we're not doing enough job protecting them and, and let's try to take a step back for a second <clears throat> well I wanted to talk a lot about accountability today you have to be mindful of the fact Charlie when you and I were growing up man we had some protections right yes and when I think about protections, I didn't hear stuff that went on with parents. Mm-hmm. They were like, hey, 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 this ain't your conversation, it's right? True. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They're like, you're not in this. Mm-hmm. Okay. Children do children things, adults do adult things. Exactly. I didn't see the bad. I didn't see the bad in adults, right? Not unless I was over here in the conversation. We were protected, Charlie. Mm-hmm. On a certain levels, right? And certain so people saw certain things. You know, I heard some things of people saying, "Well, my so and so was an alcoholic and all that," but that was the extent of what I what I had. I grew up in a big city. I grew up in Baltimore, right? So everything was there and all that. They made sure across the board the accountability was like, "We're protecting the children. They they don't need to see this stuff." They don't need to know about what's going on. We don't need to know about my job. They only they just need to go to school and get an education. Mm-hmm. Right? And I wonder if we were to flip that mirror around and just get a soundbox of what these children are saying about adults now. In a lot of ways, man. And not to point any fingers at anybody, right? But maybe we're not doing the best we can. For the children, right? Because we had to worry about. Them. We gave the stats the first show we had mm-hmm. about mental health amongst adults, right? And we're going to get into that in a minute, but man, what about the mental health stats long term for children? Their brains are still developing, right? And they're yes. picking up all this other stuff. They pick they they're picking up where they're seeing adults at their worst. We didn't see that, Charlie. Nope. You know, and, and, and they're also seeing where, um, and, you know, there was no social media back in the day. And, you know, we're travel a little bit slower, I guess, right? But now, what are children seeing? Are they seeing the best of us? Are they seeing kindness? Are, are, are they seeing where we're doing our best for each other? Are, 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 and then another thing, are the children seeing where, where the adults are being easy with themselves, right? <laughs> You got to have that sometimes, right? Because you got to think about children go more by not what you say, what they see you do. We can't ever, ever, ever forget that. So um, I want to get into this thing. My wife sent me this other day. I was like, oh, this is pretty cool. It's called Vibe of the Day. Okay. Um, you're the poetry man so I know you'll appreciate this <laughs> um, you're going realize you you're going to realize it one day that happiness was never about your job or your degree or being in a relationship It was never about being like the others One day you're going to see the happiness was always about the discovery the hope the listening to your heart and following it wherever it chooses to go. Happiness is always about being kinder to yourself. It was always about embracing the person you are becoming. It was always about you. So... Um, <laughs> Deep. Yeah, so that, that was pretty cool. That stuck with me all week because I, I got that the other day from my wife. She said that. I was like, wow, that's a pretty cool vibe of the day. So I, I thought I would pass that on. Um Great. I um <clears throat> wanted to talk a little bit about, and and I guess we'll leave the last 20 minutes for comments and stuff. Okay. Means, okay. Um, have you ever heard of the, um, it's an online group, it's called Mental Health America. No. Okay, so, let um, me put that in the comments.
0: I'm going to do it right now.
2: Okay, it's called Mental Health America. You can go online to look that up. And they have so much information, Charlotte. <clears throat> so much information um, that anybody can pull from. One of the things that stuck to me, um, and there's a lot of uh, drop-down windows that you can look at, but one mm-hmm. things we talked about, and, and I think I talked about it um, our first podcast, was just about being an advocate. And being an advocate for your family members is critical. Um if somebody's injured out there, it's very hard to articulate what you're going through. You have to have sometimes people who are close to you advocates first where you feel comfortable talking to. You know, we, we established that, right? Um mm-hmm. And, and and this is this this is the problem that comes up sometimes. It's like um, I, I'm familiar with the industry, right? And <laughs> these doctors, they want to make sure they can cover their behinds. So if they're talking to a patient, they know certain speak to keep themselves um, where they're not liable for their care. Mm-hmm. I talked to a doctor once at a, um, a mental hospital. He said, on average, it's a revolving door, about 12 times people can come in and out. And I said to myself, who the hell could tolerate that? Yeah. Because I would think by the third or fourth time, you're the expert, so you should have solved this by now. But you know what the problem is? You call, Charlie, if you were to call for me. And you don't have a certain pieces of paper. They can just kind of, oh well, I really can't talk to you. But mm-hmm. I'm out of my right mind. I don't know what the hell they said to me. Yeah, this what we're talking about. This accountability, right? And so, <clears throat> one of the things that stuck out to me was if you can, and you know somebody that you're close to, a family member, try to get a power of attorney. Power of attorney. It's a simple process go to somewhere, someone that drafts up doc, a paralegal can do it and get it notarized. You're good to go. It comes in handy. Trust me on that. Mm -hmm. And because they're not going to talk to you. These hospitals are not going to talk to you because they're going to be like, I got to cover my behind. Oh, I'll talk to the person we just dealt with. Oh, you mean the person that's on the eighth time that's been Mm -hmm. in an idea hospital and they got four more times before that's the norm. I'm like, what kind of crap is that? And you're supposed to be the expert. Help me yeah. understand that, right? <laughs> so so that's one thing. Um, um, power of attorney. So if you can get that, it's important, right? They have yes. this thing called a conservator, which is a lot of red tape where you have to go to a courtroom. And when you go to this courtroom, uh man, you need somebody on a level, probably Johnny Cochran to help you get that mm-hmm. first couple of times. It's going to be a no, but yep. something simple is a um, power of attorney. Now yeah, the power of attorney has limits, right? But it allows you to advocate for people where you can talk to them and you just ask questions, right? Sometimes you got to yeah. ask questions and Charlie, um, uh, being a, a health coach as well. you and I talked about it before. The most important thing as an individual you can do is be an advocate for yourself, an advocate for your health. Because when you go someplace, you've got to ask the right questions, especially doctors, because they're burnt out now. Um, nurses, they're burnt out. And a lot of times it's a revolving door. They try, there's a herd effect. They're trying to herd you in and out. It's not mm-hmm. to put them down. It's just a fact of the matter. right? Sometimes you got to be able to ask the right questions. Sometimes asking the right questions will give you the right answers exactly um, another thing I discovered um, a psychiatric it's called a psychiatric advanced directives so I'll say it again Charlie if you don't mind yeah. if you could type it in um, psychiatric ad, advanced directives so <clears throat> I'll read what it is it's a written document that expresses your wishes in advance about what type of treatment treatment services and other assistance you want, you want during a personal mental health crisis. Um, a directive provides a clear statement of your medical treatment preferences and other wishes or instructions. You can also use this to grant legal decision-making authority to another person to be your advocate and agent until the crisis is over, right? Certain yep. states um, have certain laws, so you have to check your, your laws around them. Um, <clears throat> I'm going to read some things they can do. The benefits. Um, it promotes your autonomy and empowerment. Um, enhance communication between you, your doctor, the treatment team, and family. Um, this is the most important bullet point here. As I was mentioning before, protects you from ineffective, unwanted, impossible, harmful treatment or actions. And you know what? I'm going to say that one again. Yes. Protect you from ineffective, unwanted, impossible, harmful treatment or actions. Um, Also help prevent crisis situations and reduce the use of involuntary treatment or safety interventions such as restraint or seclusion. Um. So it, it goes into, like, and this is on the site, when will I need advanced directive um, if you're hospitalized and determined that you lack the capacity to make decisions for yourself or you're heading in that direction, right? <laughs> um, I, I know this is, like, important, too, right? Like, if you had a family member, something happened, Some people are like, well, I don't want to be resuscitated, right? Yep. You know that beforehand so these hospitals aren't aren't treating them like a lab a lab animal right so this is the same thing um knowing your rights and things you can do um ahead of time And, and i and i will tell you if you go on any mental health or any hospital um across america just look at the comments and when you look at the comments You're seeing why I'm reading these documents today. Mm -hmm. Because this is the stuff that um, they know you can't really talk to them unless something really bad goes on. Or that you have the necessary documents. And when you have the necessary documents, they try to fall in line. They, they,
0: they,
2: They try to make sure they're doing things. And I say to myself, why weren't you doing that? Um, before I had to pull out my credentials to you, <laughs> and I'm yeah. telling you from first-hand experience, I've talked to people and it was like, well, I couldn't really ever talk to so-and-so's doctors. I couldn't really get anywhere with them because the so-called HIPAA laws that they were talking mm. about, they were throwing back at you. If you do not have documentations, they're not going to talk to you. And and I have to tell everybody, you're going to regret it because I have left less confidence in the whole system when it comes to health care as time goes on. I'm telling you that from experience. I'm telling you this from um, talking to my mom, mm-hmm. who was a nurse for over 50 years. She's been on all different facets of nursing. I talked, I, I can speak to this because my sister-in-law is a therapist, a damn good one in Las Vegas. And so these people, and I also talk about it from family members who've gone through this. You have to protect them by getting yourself the necessary documents if you're going to be an advocate for your family members. And it's not the easiest job in the world to be an advocate. Um, but it's one of the things where you think about sometimes if you don't do it, who who else is going to do it? And mm-hmm. you, You'd want to have advocates, too, if something happens to you.
0: So true. And you got to make decisions. Um, and some people may not agree with the decisions that you have to make for your family member. But. You know the reason why you're in place is because the family member knows you know exactly what you, what to do, what you want to be done, um, and the care that you want to receive, um, or the care that you don't want. You know it's, it's you know, and that's the thing. You, you when you make a decision about these things, you put the right person in place, right, um, and. Uh, and start having conversations right now, you know? Um, And, uh, you know, I I just uh, start having conversations now with people at your side, at your, in your family that you can talk to and say, hey, you know, this is what um, I want you to do for me, if you don't mind. And I want you to be my power of, of attorney. I want you to be you know the direction you know the person that's directing my care and uh and go from there but mm. it's the um so and and the thing you and i both you know could provide those documents for people you know and um i just want everyone to understand that you know this this information is is, is close by you know and yeah and you could. I mean, you could print them out too.
2: Actually. You can print them out, and you can get them notarized. Uh, you can print them out and get them notarized. Um, um this is before I mean, my wife and I became notaries. You know, I, I was able to get documents like this as well. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's not that expensive. It was a hundred and some dollars, right? Um, but you can print this online and get it notarized. Boom, you're good to go. There's a lot of power and that notarial stamp. Charlie, you know that you just became yes. a notary as well. There's a lot of power because you know we we are technically um public officials. So there's a lot of power behind that stamp. Just really know knowing that. So um <clears throat> so I wanted to talk about that today which was critically important especially the things I continue to see. Um I also want um I want to go back and and talk, um, and then I guess we'll, we'll start to answer these questions, we'll, we'll go into them. Um, thank you everybody, every time we come on, uh, we have a lot of people that are very engaged, so thank you, um, my heart goes off to much love to everybody. Um, is, this is like, to me, one phase of accountability, right, and Charlie, um, I think when people hear accountability, I think accountability is a bad word. Mm -hmm. Um, Accountability is just um, that expectation of doing what you say you're supposed to do. Um, And I think um, creating an avenue of accountability, what you and I are doing is accountability for ourselves. Charlie, we talked about this, but at some point we just had to get on and and just get it it moving, right? Don't need to really think about it. just, Just go. Let's just get it done because our intentions are to help people. Um, you know, we talk about accountability. If you're an advocate for somebody, um, getting the proper documents because they will not deal with you and, mm-hmm. and you will be stuck and frustrated. Um, I, I think the accountability is when you see something wrong with somebody, you, you know, you start to ask the questions, just how are you doing? Right. Yes. And sometimes that's Sometimes you may feel like you don't want to intrude in somebody's business. I totally get that, but a, a trend is something else. Um, and sometimes people just want to hear that they care, so someone cares about them, which which I think is everything. Um, and and then it's it's that whole effect of um, being better for ourselves, right? As mm-hmm. so we talk about, and, and this being better for ourselves, right kind of starts with just living by that and being better for ourselves is try to, as you're treating yourself well, right? Talk about self care. Can we do to try to provide something for someone else? Mm -hmm. I don't know. It it could be something simple this day. I'm going to be out. I'm just going to be myself and just talk to people and, and just, Sometimes that smile you may give somebody uh, may be everything to them. It could be anything. It could be I, I showed some care and love to something, right? And, and and this is kind of a trend setting, right? And th- this this could be something where you know you 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 see somebody you haven't seen before. It could be something where. I haven't taught this person in six months. I'm just gonna reach out. The the these whole little things that are free and easy to do is something that when we think about this whole thing of accountability, Charlie, which is kind of seemed like that's fall into our theme of the day, right? Accountability. Just exactly. being better to ourselves and being better to others and kind of demanding that from each other, right? You know, it's indeed- Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was gonna say just kind of demanding you know, over the summertime I I was asked to go back to my school on a podcast. Yeah and they asked me the question, What's it like being a black man in America every day? And I said, you know what? I don't really even think about that every day. I just think about most days, right, when I'm feeling my best, I think about excellence. I think about just being better, doing better.
0: Exactly. And how
2: how can I make that difference? That's why I, that's why my wife and I try to do so much in the community, Charlie. It's it's really it's that whole mantra of excellence, right? And, and I really think about when when we talk about mental health and this whole society, I think we have to we have to at some point go back to demanding a higher level of Of excellence from each other. No longer should we tolerate things that stay in the silence and stay in silence that we know are are not right. No longer should we tolerate people not being there for each other or at least speaking to it, holding people accountable for that. You know, this has got to be something where if we want this to be solved, nobody's going to come and save us Mm -hmm. because you, we talk about these mental health numbers that they, they're going upward, Charlie. They're not going the other direction. No one's going to come save us, man. And 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 I think about that all the time. It's like, more better can I do for myself and more for my others? But ha, ha, how am I holding myself accountable? Is the question.
0: It's true. The uh, <clears throat> when I think about it, especially everything that we mentioned today. You know, those things are not in place for me personally. Um, And they need to be in place only because we, anything can happen. No, but the one thing that people sometimes don't realize is that they're getting older. Each day they're getting older. Mm -hmm. Um, And, uh, you know, things happen. I mean, you read the paper and uh, people younger. Yeah. Really younger than you passing away
2: mm-hmm.
0: and you need to have some of these things in place only because anything can happen anything anything and you look at the near near situations or where you were pretty close to death you know or somebody close to you was close to death and mm-hmm. um, a week Prior to that, you wasn't thinking about that. You know, a day before that, you wasn't thinking about it. It just happened, you know, and you're like, "Wow!" So, the uh, let me read off some of these comments, Coach.
2: Yeah, let's go on
0: to his uh, comments. All right, it says, uh, "Thank you, thank you for sharing this information." Thank you, Donna. Yep. Yeah, uh, we got Ian. Accountability is a great place to start. I need to work on that for sure. Good talk.
2: (laughs) We all do, right? We all need to hold ourselves accountable. Mm
0: -hmm. And
2: uh, Ian, thank you for saying that. It's a great reminder for me too. Um, I I think we all could be better at that. And I just, you know, it's one day at a time. It really is one day at a time.
0: And I got some information. Uh, A healthcare proxy has the authority (laughs) to make medical decisions and a power attorney has the authority to make financial decisions. So while a healthcare proxy may choose a senior living community, the power of attorney must release the funds to pay for it. All right, and Michael gives me another comment. A health proxy also called an advanced medical directive, directive or medical power of attorney is a legal document that grants the agent Proxy power to make healthcare decisions on their behalf. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for that info. Thanks and, for that info. Um, let's see. And uh, the very last part of that last comment was of the principle. It comes into effect once the principal is mentally or physically unable to make decisions by themselves. And that's what we were talking about. You put these things in place for just because of situations where. You can't make those decisions on your own or they can't make those decisions on their own, right?
2: Yeah, there's one other thing where someone can voluntarily give you power of attorney to make um, their uh, medical and financial decisions mm-hmm. or advocate for that. So there's, awesome. there's several different documents, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, if and these... Someone's of sound mind, they can give you uh, power of attorney. So so there's yeah. different Variations of that as well,
0: and all of these situations, every single one of them you know um or every everyone you grant these these titles mm-hmm. it can pay it can change immediately, you know like you said it's temporary, but it can change it can change um you know within not hours but you know it could change drastically mm-hmm. um, uh and um so just keep that in mind. But um, I, I just, um, I'm glad we're talking about this. And, and each week, as you notice, each podcast, it's getting bigger and bigger, deeper and deeper.
2: Oh, yeah. It's uh, rabbit hole and, running to deep, my brother.
0: Michael Santos left a comment here that we didn't address. And, um, and it goes back to your conversation. And um, so do you feel the power to properly bring up our children was taken from us by not allowing the decision-makers to di- differentiate, differentiate a discipline from abuse. And do you feel the same happened to our village, including teachers? My question is geared towards the comment of taking on responsibility. Thank you. And <laughs> I slow I surely believe. I think, all in all, point one point two um was definitely it was <laughs> taken away. I mean, how many times did we go? well, our generation is is grew up where you know we we were respecting every adult, especially the adults in our family mm-hmm. there was there was things that we needed that we did, and we knew, and it goes back to talking when Marvin said that, you know. You know, when they were talking adult stuff, we had to go outside, go in a room or whatever. No, but we had to do something. Adult conversation. Don't need kids involved. And when it goes back to the teachers, teachers molded each and every one of the students. I learned a certain way. My brother learned a certain way. My other brother learned another way. You know what? But those teachers in that community back then, they just they just knew it. You know, all right. So, and he could say that Charlie News knows this, um, but he can't do that. So, what we're going to do is what he knows. We're going to apply it to the classroom activity, so he can get a good grade and he can move on just as fast. I mean, just like the others are doing. We're just going to do it a different way. Now, everything this educational plan is 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 just you know, it's lumping everybody into this one. Curriculum, and this is what you got to learn, you know. Yeah. And it is, there's, there's so much. I don't know. It's, it's just, it's crazy, but it's not going to get any better. It's not going to get any better because um, each state is, is. it seems like they, they dug in about these uh, testings and, and curriculum. And it's just, it's, I mean, I can go back as far as 2000 and so you look back at you know 2000 up until it's 2022 22 years it's only gotten uh to the point where uh, they just dug in about you know just lumping us all into one big basket and saying this is how you're going to learn this is how you're going to be certified as a yeah. high school graduate um
2: all right yeah i think um also you know, yeah, a lot of power has been taken away. I mean, your child goes to school with a scratch on it. I mean, they—they, they, I think they gave too much power to the uh, Department of Social Services, where um, parents can't really <laughs> can't really, you know, parent anymore, right? Because you know, you you almost got the boogeyman outside your door. Mm-hmm. Hey, I heard you screaming at your child. You know, you know, so and and. And, and I try to make light of everything I say sometimes, but um I, I really think they they take away from uh which is sad, and then you know they they comes to being indoctrinated all mm-hmm. bad stuff, um and then you you got children learning about sex education too young, too soon, you got sex educations learning too I mean you can go on and on and starting to learn about critical race theory in elementary school. I I mean, you, you can go on and on and, and just let kids be kids, all this other stuff, just let them be kids. So Mm -hmm. Michael, thank you for that comment. And my goodness, yes, it's been taken away, but I think it's been done intentionally. And I think it behooves us to really, in some ways fight against the grain in our own way um, of not allowing our children to be indoctrinated because they really are being indoctrinated, but the way they're indoctrinated is really not a good way because it, it's just very, it's definitely not helpful.
0: It's really not true. Um, Marvin, <coughs> earlier this week you sent me the uh, the video on essence. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want me to try to play that?
2: Um, uh, well that's
0: I, well that's a little lengthy. So yeah, it's a little gonna, lengthy. What, you know, next? I'll
2: I'll post some others on next one. Okay. Um yeah, our next one we'll do it. Um
0: Okay, and pretty much, you know, pretty much what we did today. Um, but I'll, yeah, I'll save that. I
2: like that. I think that's a, just kind of gets it going and kind of feeds right into our conversation. Okay, um, so
0: that will be our uh until we get these testimonies from you know, the really Charlie podcast people and uh, get them on here so they can share their stories. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're out there, you know, you know, everyone in the comment section, you know, someone, you may be someone, um, but we, we like to get someone to mm-hmm. kind of be here in this picture here between Marvin and I, and just basically telling a story um, and, and just, you know, Given this testimony, pretty much like Zakaira Hernandez did earlier, you know, sixteen-year-old kid talking, talking, um, and being viewed by millions of people, millions of people, you know, the mm-hmm. seed of hope, you know, and then this is, uh, but we're trying to get someone on here to to do the same, you know, be the, be that.
2: Yeah, I mean, because just like we shared today things that people can do to help. Um, You know, Behavioral Health Institute, they're helping people, right? So an opportunity to give people resources to just work to solve these problems, right? Um, So yeah, we want to hear from you. We want to know what's going on, what's going well, what could be done better. And um, I think collectively, we can always solve something. This is the thing. I was just saying a few minutes ago. Knowing that no one's gonna come save you, that's on one side of the coin. But the other side of the coin is that collectively, there's enough of us to solve anything we need, anything, mm-hmm. if people participate and there's accountability. Yes. It can be solved. It's not, it's not, this isn't rocket science, right? You have a you have plenty of people, right? that know about this, hear about this? What more can they do to participate, be a part of, be a part of the solution instead of being or playing a victim role? Mm -hmm. Right. So you got an opportunity to kind of solve it and just, just be a part and just know, oh, I found, and you could be like, oh, I found this great resource for everybody. Perfect. Let's share it let's get it for people because this may be somebody could be thinking, okay, this is what I needed.
0: Exactly. This is, um, (laughs) man, this kind of, um, gives me a, a, a flashback of work, you know, and, uh, I'm very, very, uh, it's got me thinking about a lot of different stories. And, um, there's, uh, there's someone that just clicked in my head, you know, and I'm thinking about Sakari Hernandez in that video. And then someone that's a, now a friend of mine and was a teenager telling me a story. And uh, I'm going to reach out to her this week and see if mm-hmm. she wants to share her story. That'd be great. And, uh, um, and which, I mean, she tells a good story. It's a good narrative, It's a, it's a life story, you know, and I think that her coming on here would kind of just pow, you know, and uh, would, uh, would definitely light up the the podcast. But we'll see. We'll see what she has. See if she wants to, you know. Um, it's a, it's a, the, the craziest thing is that stories like that that would help people and the people that are telling those stories, they can't tell the story because they're intimidated of the title that they own now professional title and they can't they they just it kind of it's a roadblock you know oh i can't do it and the craziest thing is their own personal story and their employer is not allowing them to tell that story you know by not in in like a public broadcast they just can't do it so um you know hopefully hopefully i can kind of reel her in you know and get her to tell a story um, the, uh, this, this was, this is great. And, um, you know, I, I, uh, I, all my podcasts, I, I, I truly love this one. I kind of, I'm anticipating it. It's like when we get off, off the air, I'm already thinking about something for the next week just, just and <laughs> twirling in my head. And, and, uh, so I'm glad we're doing this.
2: Oh yeah, I'm. I'm. I I get so. I get so stoked, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Because it's really in my wheelhouse to begin perfect, with. Perfect. Right? Perfect word. Kind of what we're doing anyway, and going through it, and um, you know, I keep thinking about this thing just just being a part of just trying to help the world, right? Mm-hmm. I was told a long time ago you can't change the world, and it's probably the biggest lie. And sometimes it could be just one person at a time. It could be that one person you helped out and they wouldn't help twenty. That out of that twenty they weren't wouldn't help thousands, right? Mm-hmm. And I always think about that. One person can make a difference. And you know, we continue to um go here and find the souls, right? Find the souls and try to impact and um I I <laughs> I will say it's plenty of people, Charlie. Yeah. I, I mean, you think about it. And if you don't want to take your lifetime, right, just take the past two and, two and a half years. Mm-hmm. If you didn't go through any form of depression in two and a half years, you are really a special soul. Yeah. If you never missed being out or doing the things that you think you could have done or should have done or felt a little down and off and don't know what's going on in the world, that, that's a form of depression, right? we've all gone through this. We've all gone through something. Even it, if you don't want to just take your life The past two and a half years. Right. Mm-hmm. How, how do you maneuver out of that? As we start to possibly open and back up. Right. How do you maneuver
1: out of that? True.
0: Sure. The, we, um, you go back to, uh, what you said about changing the world. There was a young, young kid, young child in Russia, in Russia, And he said, I wanted to change the world. I want to change the world. And guess what he did? He changed the world, young kid. And he started Google. Mm. Now just think of that young kid, you know, Russian kid changed the world by creating Google. And it's so true. He changed the world. Good, bad, and ugly. He changed the world, you know, and, uh, So it's possible, just like you said, one person at a time. And he definitely did that, you know, one person at a time, whether it was the educator in front of him or the mentor, you know, along the side of him, somebody put him in the direction that he needed to go. And uh, he changed the world. And mental health is the same thing. You just take it one day at a time, one person at a time, one moment at a time. All right, well, let's see. We've got four minutes, and um I am really excited. I can't wait to download this and uh yeah put it on a- anchor and Spotify. And, yeah, uh,
2: download it and uh, send it I will definitely um get this sent out on Facebook. I think there's um a lot of things we share today that can you know continue to help people, and I think like I said before, I think of anything you know, continue to spark interest, mm-hmm. you know, because we were like, well, what is that? What is, well, I still don't think a lot of people know because we're yeah. still under these old paradigms. You just got to just pull through. Whoever don't, I don't know what that means. I think we're drilling down more on things as time goes on because some of the things in the past should probably stay in the past. Mm-hmm. Pull through, put yourself through your bootstraps, etc. So, so we'll get through that. Exactly.
0: All right, my man. Please, okay. if you can, stay backstage for a moment while all right. I close this down. I want okay. to talk to you a few, and um, all right, and then we'll uh, we'll go from there. So, I'm just gonna close this segment. Okay. Just reach into my calendar here. All right. We
2: got um one last thing. Great podcast, gentlemen. Love this. All right. Let me thank see you. that here. Yeah. Think that was think that was the wife. So, thank you, honey.
0: All right. Thank you. I don't see it on my end, but thank you. Thank okay. you. Thank you. And yeah. um but that's that's possible.
2: Um let's see. Thank uh, you, Michael. Appreciate that. Yeah. Thanks for always coming on. Yeah, you
0: know everybody, everybody, everybody. Thank you, man. It's yeah. um, so I believe this is from the first round draft pick here. Mm-hmm, Great mm-hmm. podcast, gentlemen. Love this. Awesome. And thank you, Donna. I appreciate that. It means yes. a lot.
2: For we we come on for you all, and we're trying to help everybody. And thank you all for the support and love. We love you yeah. all. Appreciate you
0: all. So you could, you all create a smile on my face every single podcast just by you being here. And, uh, and it means a lot. Let me see. Michael Santos has uh, some advice for us. One piece of advice I would <coughs> give to anyone who may be struggling is to write a journal about your own life that is so empowering to do, even if you are not struggling. It will help, put, help you put your life into perspective. I've been through a lot in life and that helped me so much. It's so true, Michael. I love it. I'm, and you know, Journals are, are great for me and um, I stopped writing them. But I, I feel you, brother, and it's so true. That journal would be great for anyone. You know, yeah. I, you for, I highly recommend it too.
2: Yeah, I love when people come on and share because um, this is a forum where we're not here to preach. We're here to learn and give you some tidbits. But uh, we all learn collectively.
0: Yeah, just trying to be piece of the good piece of the puzzle. That's all we yeah. are. We're just piece of the puzzle, and y'all and everyone here is piece of the puzzle too. Until we put it all together. So, um, all right. Let me just close this up. Okay, I'll take that. And to I'll talk to you in a few minutes. Okay. Yep. All right, everyone. Thank you. Thank you for uh, joining me and Coach M100, Marvin Speller, uh, on this bi weekly podcast we have here. We're going to continue to do this and we'll see you in two more weeks. And if there's anything that you want to put, you know, want us to talk about, please let us know previously. Or if you don't have the time, come on the podcast in two weeks and, uh, you know, put something in the comment section and we can talk about it. All right. As always, I'm going to end with my beautiful intro by Lionel, Peter Walker. And this is a light. this is something I love. Really? It's true. It's it's amazing. I kind of go on my news feed and I hear this song and I'm still bobbing my head. So here we go. It's the really jolly
1: podcast. Yeah. It's the really jolly podcast. Yo, yo. It's the really jolly podcast. Bump into your broadcast. Grab a champ. Fill your glass. Yeah. It's the really jolly podcast. Yo. It's the really jolly podcast. Yeah, yeah. It's the really jolly podcast. Bump into your broadcast. Grab a champ. Fill your glass.